Thanks for joining me today on another episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. So this one is for you, my physician liaisons, and to any medical professionals, physicians, or healthcare marketers listening. This is about business development, building those referral relationships, and increasing those physician referrals. So I'm helping my liaisons today get over a huge challenge. And what do you think that is, Justin? Getting past the gatekeeper. All right. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of the number one questions we get. So Justin is joining me today because he, hey everybody, when we built this agency, healthcare, entropy, healthcare marketing, it started with physician liaison sure marketing. Did. And Justin dove right in 100% and still was the physician liaison for one of our favorite clients and definitely built that program out for him. So yep. I thought this would be a great one for him to kind of join in as well from a different perspective and kind of talk about some ways that he's kind of bypassed what yeah, I like absolutely. to say. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, it's a good topic. <laughs> it definitely is. So one of the biggest questions I get as a consultant is the challenge of the gatekeeper. So what is a gatekeeper? Truthfully, I'm not actually a huge fan of that term. I think it's kind of derogatory. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I think it could be. Um, I mean, it's it, really it's, it's very true, though, now nowadays, stuff. especially how the, how the practices have evolved, um, even with referral coordinators popping up and everything. It's definitely, I mean, at the end of the day, whether it's a uh, the term is, is good or not. I mean, it is, it's the, one of the biggest questions that you get asked. That's so important because if you can't figure out how to effectively get past the front desk and, and have conversations with doctors, whether they're, they're very pointed in their brief, almost like an elevator pitch, you're just not going to get anywhere. It's true. And so the gatekeeper is the front desk. And this is what I say to physicians and I apologize in advance to some medical sales out there. I have full love and respect for medical sales and pharmaceutical sales. But the truth is the gatekeepers have a really, really big job. And that is to keep their physicians running on time and their patients happy. So we are coming in on their time during their business hours while they are seeing patients. So before you even walk in the door, remember that. And truthfully, they're a little burned. There have been so many medical sales and pharmaceutical sales reps out there constantly coming in and trying to meet with their physicians and taking that time away from their patients. So they've had enough. And they also think about it from their shoes. What do you think, Justin? So let's say they let someone back like a sales rep and they're selling this product. Guess who gets in trouble? The front desk. Yep. And so they're also trying not only to keep their physicians on time, their patients having the best experience so they don't have to wait long in the waiting room or be distracted from anything they need to do for their patients. But they also, they don't want to get in trouble because yeah. we came in on an out. So we're done that. that done with that. Yeah, they're absolutely done with that. And physicians are burned. They're burned from being pulled away from patients. They're burned from being requested to come speak with somebody because it's so, so important that they need to be pulled out of clinic. And you just have to just face the facts, guys. They don't always want to talk to us. But that may sound negative, but I promise you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And what I'm trying to say with physician liaison and gatekeepers is, so we have that information now, what do we do with it? So it's true, though, we do a lot of referral validation research, right, Justin? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're a master at it. <laughs> so I just feel like the more knowledge I have and the more I know, and this is actually something that I have to give credit to Justin. He is such a student of marketing 
And he taught me so much more about don't settle with your craft. Make sure that you really know the facts. Don't just assume that. And that's something we do apply to our clients. And when I'm teaching my physician liaisons and physician liaison university, it is something I teach them step by step on how to get this information directly from the source. And it's super important. So we talked about how they really don't want us there. But here's where a physician liaison marketing program can fail. And tell me if you agree, Justin, but you can't let the front desk dictate if you are going to meet with a referring physician. If your physician liaison marketing program relies on if that front desk is dictating whether you're going to see the referring physician and not the referring physician telling you if they'll give you that time, then you've already made a mistake. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's it's just so critical. If you you get stonewalled there constantly again and again and again and again, it's just going to be really hard to grow referrals effectively because you just don't know what's happening kind of quote unquote in the back office. And if the doctor is even actually ever getting that message that right. the front desk says that they'll relay and if they even know that your practice, practice exists. So it could be just be a simple like handshake. Hey, we're here. And that's all it would have taken with that physician. That's right. That's a good to, point. To slam dunk a referral. And so it's just so critical. And there's tremendous value that the front desk holds and that the gatekeepers hold. And it's a very critical relationship to build, but it's also something that can be very detrimental in the long run to the success of your referral relationship. So you really need to figure out how to craft a message that gets you past them. And then when you do get past them, how to not abuse the time that they have granted you with the doctor oh, to make your message highly targeted, highly effective, and what they care about most. And I think that goes back to what you were talking about, why it's so important to do referral validation so you don't just word vomit all over this OBGYN when you walk in and it's the one thing she cared about is I want my notes back. Look, I'll refer to you regardless because I have to as far as patient care and optimizing my patient care, say you're an infertility clinic or something. That's that's what they care about. If you took the time to ask the OBGYNs when referring to an infertility it's like these two things are what I care about. Those are the only two things that you need to talk about with them when you go in there. Yeah, they don't they waste know what infertility time. is. You don't need to tell them how you do it, what you do. It's more like we can get your notes back every single time and we'll make sure that we refer them back to you once we're done. Yeah. Whatever it is. And that's a really good point that Justin's bringing up. So what I'm talking about, I mean, and I can't even stress on that enough. Do not waste a physician's time when you're finally granted it to per- sell, promote or advertise your practice. Answer their questions, their hesitations, and their objections and address their needs and wants. And the only way you know their needs and wants specifically, like he just gave that in that example, is doing that validation research. That will make you an exceptional liaison, you guys. So that is what I teach in Physician Liaison Universities, kind of how to do those steps. But when we're talking about the front desk and I'm saying don't let them dictate, what I'm trying to say is what made me so successful and Justin so successful as a physician liaison is that we didn't hand over that power to the front desk. Our marketing program was not built on if they said yes or no. I just had this mini goal, Justin, I don't know if you did too, but if I could just focus on getting the front desk individual to physically get up and ask the referring provider if they will speak with me, that was a win. Because what I did there is I didn't let the front desk dictate if I am going to get time with a provider. That way, the referring provider is the one deciding if they want to speak with me. And that, you guys, is a home run. So take it down a notch if it becomes overwhelming to try to think about, holy cow, like what am I going to say to get past this front desk? And start thinking about what you need to say to get their attention, 
present yourself as a qualified individual that they're going to question, is this somebody that might need to talk with him or her? I think that was something that you taught me really early on. Uh, It made it a little bit less daunting too. It's just kind of like, what's the, the, the best thing that I can do to put it, put the decision on the physician? Um, What can I say that will get the front desk up and get them back to ask, ask the doctor versus just like, he's busy right now. He's in, he's in with uh, patients, which I I understand, but is he, I mean, yes, I'm sure that he's in and out, but maybe he could be standing back at the nurse's station and I'm asking for 30 seconds of the time, not, not that much. So if you can get that, the, you highly increase the odds and likelihood of you being able to get back and have an effective conversation with a doctor because it's almost zero if they don't get up and they walk back. Right. Absolutely. And Justin's right. So what I see as a big mistake is, you guys, you will hear me say this over and over and over again. Lose the gimmicks. I'm going to tell you guys this. I don't know why this has caught fire, but lose the gimmicks. Lose the treats, the candy, the cupcakes, the expensive lunches. Lose the gimmicks. Because when it comes to your potential patient being referred to you, that referring physician 100% of the time, every time, is thinking of how that patient is describing their quality of life, their symptoms and conditions, and thinking of which specialist is the right choice. They are not thinking of candy. They are not thinking of cupcakes. So bribing your way back is already the wrong mindset because the way you're approaching that is, again, you're giving too much power for the front desk to dictate your physician liaison marketing. You are allowing the front desk to be the decision maker and if you're going to speak with the physician. And that is all wrong. You need to earn your way back, not bribe your way back. That is why I was able to build million-dollar physician liaison marketing programs. Yeah, multi-million dollar for sure. Yeah, multi-million dollar. Yeah, and I mean, that's it also is going to put a hurting on your wallet long-term for very little results. And it's just like when you're talking about from an ROI perspective, it's catering 10, 12 bucks ahead. You've got larger offices and it's generally not going to be that effective in converting. Now, there's there's times and places where there's thinking offices or just simply simply one that you're just, it's a nut that you're never going to crack unless you do that. But even then you have to go in knowing that the doctor's probably already a little bit annoyed because he got his lunch taken away from him. It's like great for the the rest of the office staff got to eat, but it's like, I have one hour to myself and now I got to sit there and I got to talk to you. And that's a great point. So we have the ability because of what we do is I'm with physicians all the time. So it's Justin, we, we get these candid relationships, conversations, we, I mean, they become family for us. I mean, that's just oh, how, yeah. how we approach our clients. But so I'm constantly hearing feedback. And I told you guys, this isn't just my opinion on this. I do big research before I do anything. And my validation research survey showed that 95% of my physicians do not want a lunch. That goes for the specialist and the referring physicians. It's awkward. It's too long. It's distracting. It's expensive. And it wears them out. And you know what, guys? There's nothing unique or creative about it. You're just in there with medical sales and pharmaceutical sales reps. Again, you've thrown yourself in a category you don't want to be in as a liaison. You're there for a different reason with a different purpose. And you need to make sure that you are defining your differentiators and not throwing yourself where they can refer to you as a rep. And a lot of the time the front desk is saying no, because they don't clearly understand the difference of what you are as a physician liaison versus a medical sales or pharmaceutical sales rep. And there is a big difference. And when I did that validation research, Justin can speak for this, 
Guess what else they answered? 95% of those physicians also answered that they would like to speak with a liaison. Yep. But they will not speak with a rep. Because they they see the they understand the value of facilitating and improving the flow of patient information and patient care because it's just all at the end of the day going to create better outcomes for the patients. So they do. They want to have that conversation. So if but if you don't in a hurry figure out how to distinguish yourself, separate yourself and have a different type of dialogue with the front desk as far as like I'm not a rep, I'm coming in here for a totally different reason with totally different priorities. And I'm actually coming in here with concern for your patients and helping the flow. Uh, it's going to be a tough uphill battle because again, it's just, you're, you're, you've already, you're in a hole if you get lumped in, in the wrong crowd. And so you want to make sure you can figure out how to distinguish yourself relatively quickly. Absolutely. Like that's such a good point. You guys, you don't want to fit in. You want to stand out. You want to make sure that what you're doing is different. I was totally different as a liaison. I came into a practice when I first started right out of college. So this was foreign to me. And the other liaison had been medically in medical sales and pharmaceutical sales. So we had very different approaches. It doesn't mean that I was better. But what I was able to do is learn and watch what I didn't think was working. And I didn't think what works. And I know this because my family, <laughs> I have a family of physicians, cousins, brothers, uncles, grandfathers, um, as well as friends. And I know what they talk about. I know what they're saying. And the truth is, they just want to know if you're going to take their time away from clinic and away from patients, you need to deliver real value. And the only way to get that time is convince that front desk that you are a qualified, credible, and knowledgeable individual to get that valuable time in front of a physician. And you cannot do that by bribing your way back. Because if you bribe your way back, you're going to see, like Justin said, you're going to have an expensive marketing budget. You're going to burn yourself out doing treat deliveries and expensive lunches. You're going to see that the only time you get with that physician is a courtesy time because this is your second or third time that you've brought treats for their staff. So now they're just giving you that one minute to two minutes and you've already lost their attention. They don't respect you as someone who's earned that place who's earned that time for them. They're not listening to your message and they don't really see why you're a credible individual if the specialists themselves can't be there to have a conversation about patient care. You know, what makes you different? What makes you unique? And you need to do that. And I teach my students in Physician Liaison University my fast pass the front desk formula. And what I teach them is that they need to do their research, and most importantly, have the clinical knowledge. So that's position yourself as a qualified, incredible individual. So that's number one in my fast pass front desk formula is position. I do my homework. I spend so much time with the physicians that I represent from shadowing surgeries, clinics. I dive all the way in with medical knowledge. And that is something that really gives me confidence when I'm crafting my message. And on top of that, I am so immersed in the relationships that I have with my physician, the medical side of it, that I'm able to present a message pretty quickly to the front desk and position myself as somebody who's probably best to have that conversation with someone higher up in the office. So I'm not trying to convince them as much as when I present a message that is based off clinical knowledge and the relationship and time I've spent with my physician, they recognize that really quickly. And in fact, it can be even easier, Justin. I know you've experienced this. Even when I like begin my message, they'll say, hold on, hold on. Honestly, you should probably talk with Dr. So-and-so about this because they see the verbiage, the vocabulary, and they're recognizing with my first fast pass front desk formula 
position that I am a qualified, credible, and knowledgeable individual to get that super valuable time. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what, what would you say? Because this was something that you you taught me very early on. When we were going to go out, and and I have store uh, several different stories about it. What do you think are the biggest tips for somebody looking to gain that medical knowledge? I know you mentioned you you, you kind of skimmed over it really quickly. Getting time with your provider and potentially even kind of shadowing them. Um, to learn a little bit more about their craft. What do you think is the best way if you got a, a liaison out there listening that's saying, well, how do I get a more in-depth knowledge with what we're really doing so I can kind of put into practice uh, what um, what you're preaching? So yes, that was my differentiator as a liaison is that I, to this day, still think I was the most knowledgeable on the clinical side when it came to to these things. Now, I'm not expected to be a clinician either, you guys as liaisons, but you do need to have more knowledge. Remember, you are representing a specialist. And what a referring physician is first thinking, if the specialist can't be there, why is this person there? So I teach this in Physician Liaison University, Justin, kind of my step-by-step ways that you can kind of earn. And I call it my medical marketing liaison degree, which is um, how you position yourself as this qualified, credible, and knowledgeable liaison. Um, but just to kind of help some liaisons out there that may not be part of the course. Um, and again, I go way more in depth in physician liaison university, but you want to shadow your physicians. You want to spend time in clinic, watch surgeries, read books, <laughs> read information online, test yourself. And if you're finding some difficulty getting support from your physician, here is a quick tip. Physicians love a good interview. I have had physicians that won't give me the time of day. So what I'll do is I'll write 10 questions or speaking points and let them know that this is what I'm sending out. And they immediately start editing it and adding to it, even though that they were so unwilling to cooperate, they cannot resist to edit and (laughs) critique what I'm saying. But it honestly makes a better message and it's a great way to start getting them involved. So that's a quick tip. So shadow your physicians, invest in building a relationship with them first so that you are so clinically knowledgeable about what you're talking about. You can carry a conversation because referring physicians will have questions and some of them can even talk about some of the protocols or medications. Now you're not, again, expected to be a clinician. You're not going to be giving patient care treatment advice but you can answer questions about how your physician approaches different patient care, treatments, surgeries, or post-op. And that's the kind of information you need to know. So my second point in my fast past the front desk formula is be persistent. What do you think, Justin? You can't just shy away after that dreaded note, which kind of goes back to what we talked about, don't letting the front desk dictate. But what are keys that you did in staying persistent? Well, I think one of the big things is is being, being willing to wait is that immediately kind of elevates it to the next level. You're like, that's fine. I'll take a seat. Uh, I'll be right <laughs> over here. And I'll be back every five minutes to just check in. It's just like, oh, in. Uh, he's still, is he still in clinics? It's like, because that immediately they're like, oh, now I got to deal with this guy for the next 30 minutes. So I think that's one of the big things um, is being willing to to wait it out to, to an extent, obviously. But w- if you show that willingness, I think it changes the conversation a little bit and immediately says like, look, I actually, I have something that's very important that I want to talk to the doctor about. I was sent by my physician to communicate this message. And so I'll be willing to wait to do so. So I don't go back with a no-show report, so to speak, to yeah, my provider. So I think that was one of the biggest things is is being willing to to wait and being able to even 
make additional small conversation while you are there at the office. Try to try to talk to the referral coordinator. Try to continue engaging with people while you're there and you're waiting. That's a really good point. So that's what he's talking about is that persistent is, and that is something he definitely excelled at. Um, he didn't have any problem kind of reminding the front desk of that he was waiting. But the point is your time, physician liaisons, is not more important than their time. So put your egos aside and be willing to wait. It, especially if you get the feedback that the physician is in a room, but they would speak with you. It may take an hour. You better believe that I'm waiting that hour. So put your egos aside. Your time is not more important than their time. And when it comes to being persistent, most of the times that is just a, I don't know, polite way, I guess. The gatekeeper is trying to say no. So challenge those no's with, like Justin said, answers to those no's. Oh, not a problem. I'll just wait right here. Yeah, and you can always, too, is try to try to get a firm commitment out of them from scheduling another time to follow That's up. It's like, oh, well, he actually from uh, nine to 10 every Tuesday has a window. Well, then hold their feet to the fire on that and come back by during that window and try to, if it's Claire or Susie, whoever you were talking to, try to get them and be like, you told me that I could come by uh, during this window and he would be available. Um, and if you can even set an actual appointment time, that's even better because then you can even potentially bring your provider by with you. But that's another way is just shows another level of commitment is being willing to kind of take it to step further. And it's like, well, if I am going to have to wait an hour and he is actually really busy, he or she, then when can I come back? When's a better time? And hold them to that commitment and make sure you get the name so then you can be even better from a almost a uh, follow-up standpoint is making sure that you have their name, who you talk to, when they said you'd be coming by and everything like that. Oh, yes. I love that. Firm commitment. Great ad. And then my last fast passive front desk formula is patience, which is kind of exactly what we're talking about. Be patient, you guys. Your time is not more important than their time. Be willing to wait and be patient, like Justin said, with firm commitment. So that's my fast pass the front desk formula. But here are my tips, guys. If you're struggling with the front desk, you are not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. It's a super common challenge that even the pros face. But do not let the front desk dictate your time in front of a physician. Number two, I'm going to kind of jump on what Justin said, and that is create real value in these interactions with physician. The moment you waste a physician's time is the last time you get in front of them. So make sure you are prepared with your validation research and your messaging points that you are addressing their needs and wants. And of course, number three, guys, do not bribe your way back. Earn your way back. It led to huge success for my agency, my physicians, and my program I believe in it so firmly. I teach all my students that there's times and places when to treat an office, but trying to get past the front desk could not be a worse scenario. If you bribe your way back, you'll see your marketing budget grow and increase. You'll get burned out as liaison. You'll lose credibility in the eyes of the physician, which make the patient conversion rate is going to be so much smaller. And of course, Justin, what else would you add when you bribe your way back that puts you in a tough spot as a liaison. Well, I think it, I mean, it just, I think you lose a little bit of your voice, so to speak. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I just think that you were one of the few talking about this kind of very early on, even when we were still kind of going out in the field, boots on the ground is thinking of it from a different way, as far as really focusing on um, the value that you're here and how am I different and what, what am I trying to accomplish? And I think it is a breath of fresh air, so to speak that you're not bribing your way back. I, uh, I think, that. yeah. And I, I think that the, 
I think that what liaisons will find as they implement that more and more and more, they get a better reaction and a better relationship developed with a physician. Oh, because that's a good point. I think they they sit down at their desk at the day, have a conversation with you, and is like, I'm not afraid to talk to them again. Like, I feel like there was value created. They respected it's a lot my more time. fun. Yeah, yeah and, and, and you take pride in what you're doing. And I think that the doctors really appreciate that. So I think it just kind of establishes a stronger, faster connection and relationship with that practice um, because it shows that you're willing to uh, do it different and respect their time and not not bribe your way back. So I think that's one of the big things is it'll make your voice stronger. It'll create a faster relationship. I think you'll get more respect. You'll garner more respect from the referring physicians. And as you, as you said, which I'm always a big fan of is you can use that marketing budget for other things like community events, digital yeah. marketing, marketing. For instance. Yeah. <laughs> plug. Um, but I think that's, that's the big thing too, is I just don't see a high ROI with purchasing lunches and stuff for physician liaisons. I agree. So I think that's a big thing to keep in mind is figuring out a way to, to, to do it a little bit different and use your medical knowledge. And, Be a pro um, in your space. Yep, Be exactly. a professional liaison. And that's what I did. I really embraced the idea of addressing objections and hurdles when it, when it came to this a physician has every right not want to speak not wanting to speak with me what am i going to provide to them that if my specialist can't be there so i had to convince them and know you're going against i don't know what is it the grind justin going against grain yeah grain. <laughs> you're going against the grain and making sure that um you're aware of kind of these objections and hurdles and not ignoring it and i think that's what it, liaisons can do sometimes is kind of ignore the fact that they don't want you there. They want to focus on patients and they want to know if the physicians can't be there while you're there. So you have to work and earn your way back to convince them. And I cannot tell you how rewarding it is when you begin to build those relationships. My physicians call my cell instead of the specialist about questions because they know what I can do is I can take action on these things. I'm in direct communication and I'm also helping them with some of the needs and wants as far as the referral process goes. And my front desk know their names. I write their names down. I get to know them on different levels. And truthfully, I make their job easier. Remember we talked about they don't want to get in trouble. Me jumping up to the front desk in front of a patient or patients in the waiting room talking about their family and their kids. I know that's what people think that you should do. I couldn't disagree more. Um, they have something to do that day too. They appreciate someone being valuable and brief. So don't forget that, you guys. There's a time and there's a place. But when it comes to the front desk, earn your way back. Don't bribe your way back. Lose the gimmicks, candies, and treats. They don't convert referrals. Physicians are not thinking about pizza, candy, or lunches when sending a patient. And I want my message to be what they're thinking about. And that is quality of life, patient care, symptoms, and conditions. And that is how I deliver my message. And I do it right up front when I first meet the front desk. So it is immediately recognized that I am definitely somebody that can have that time and conversation. So thank you guys for listening today. And I want to thank Justin for joining. Do you have any tips you want to add before we sign off? No, I think you covered it really well. I think that the liaisons are really going to appreciate this because I know this is one of the kind of top uh, questions or problems that they're having difficulty solving that really is a game changer as far as being able to effectively grow referrals. So I know both the providers are going to appreciate the knowledge that you're providing to liaisons and it'll be, I think, a breath of fresh air for the liaisons to be able to get some tools in their tool belt to effectively be able to get guests to gatekeepers. So I think it was a really good topic. And you, you did bring up a couple of times a day about your uh, training program that you have that's oh, online. That's right. So yeah. So how do, how do people find out a little bit yes. more information before we wrap up if they're interested and in kind of 
learning more about the course that you have. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys, we talked about my fast pass the front desk formula today. Now that is just one mini lesson that I teach about getting past gatekeepers. I have so much more information and tips that I want to share with you guys. And this is just one challenge that liaisons face. So a lot of liaisons are looking for an online education center, a resource center with ongoing information and training. And that is what Physician Liaison University is. So for any of my physicians or my physician liaisons listening, I have developed the first online physician liaison training course. And I did this because I knew that when I started as a liaison, there just was not a place that I could go and get real answers and actionable tips and strategies. I was looking for information that just wasn't out there. And the only thing available were seminars or one or two day workshops. And the truth is when you're building a program and a team, you need that information all year long. So Physician Liaison University is 365 days a year, 24 seven available for your liaisons and your team. So if they have questions, they can go in there at any time. And I'm with you guys every step of the way, but it addresses these huge challenges, concerns with actionable tips. So I'm going way past that surface level theory tips and tricks, and I'm giving you guys the actionable steps that I took to build these eight plus figure physician liaison marketing programs. And one of the lessons in there is getting past a gatekeeper, but there's a whole lot more. So it's five training modules. You guys can find it at kellynot.com and it's called Physician Liaison University. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks, check out my website, kellynot.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, my online physician liaison training course, Physician Liaison University. And as always, I'm a huge believer in connecting, engaging, and supporting one another. And the best way we can do that is networking. And I always, always connect with you guys on social media. And one of my biggest social media platforms is LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me there on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter at Kelly Knott. And thank you guys again for listening to the Patient Convert Podcast with your host, Kelly Knott.